Hello and welcome to Talking Hoosier Baseball. Tonight is Monday, May 22nd, 2023. Uh, I am Carl James, joined as usual by Chris Feeney and the champion of B1G Pick'em, two years in a row, Cassidy Palmer. Oh. How's everyone doing today? Doing good. The champ, two back-to-back. That's impressive, though. That's good stuff. <laughs> Again. Hey, I went back to back too, Carl. <laughs> in fourth. <laughs> yeah. Again, I so wish that this worked in basketball and March Madness and I could make money. Mm-hmm. Evidently, it's just baseball and really yes. just Big Ten baseball. Yeah. You yeah. found your niche. Evidently. <laughs> well, uh, the Indiana Hoosiers. I uh, have have uh, reached 40 wins on the season. Um, quite an impressive feat. Not something I think anybody would have predicted. Um, I remember writing up the schedule analysis and uh, trying to come up with how are they going to get to 37 wins? That seems a little tough based on based on the schedule. And to to see this team get to 40 wins uh, is quite impressive. So since we've last podcasted, that included a sweep of Purdue, which was very entertaining, Um, a uh, road excursion, uh, late scheduled road excursion to uh, Xavier, um, which was a very entertaining game. Very, that was a tight one, but uh, did come out of victory. Uh, Evansville came to town and that was another close game. Um, And then a road trip up to Michigan State, which didn't go quite as well. Uh, dropping the first two games of the series, uh, did manage to squeak out a win there on Sunday. Um, not enough, unfortunately. Uh, Indiana did finish second overall in the Big Ten behind Maryland. Uh, Maryland uh, became the first uh, team to go back-to-back in years uh, as Big Ten champions since the Hoosiers did it in 2013-2014. Um, but Indiana is number two. Uh, D1 Baseball picked Indiana number six preseason uh, but indiana finishes number two with 40 wins uh 27th in the rpi uh pretty much (laughs) just a phenomenal turnaround for this team uh cassidy what is on your mind this week Uh, just excitement for the tourney uh excitement for postseason uh i really love how this bullpen is set up it it this feels like the deepest bullpen. I know we've talked about this quite a bit, but it feels like the deepest bullpen we've had going into postseason in about as long as I can remember. And that's helpful in postseason play. Yeah, I would say you know it, it's right there matched up with 2015, yeah. which was the best the best bullpen I think Indiana's had in its history. That, that yeah. in its history since we've been covering it has been oh, that right. 2015 team which of course was led by scott efros so right. <clears throat> yeah and so that's a really encouraging thing going into mm-hmm. going into the postseason yeah and like what we were discussing before we hit record um you know we're actually concerned about what the because the rules keep changing and we're trying to figure out exactly what they are as to how many players they can take because that could actually limit the, there's so many trusted arms that there's a concern about about what what is the limitation on the on the available players uh, going mm-hmm. to be for the tournament. So yep. for the, this tournament, Big Ten tournament, 
uh, and the uh, the various rounds of the NCAA regionals going forward. Yep. Yeah, we're going to hope for a high number, Carl. I think <laughs> we're going to need uh, <laughs> to really hope that it's, uh, what are we thinking, 29, 27, maybe 31, whatever we yeah. can get. Yep. You know. <laughs> Yeah, for some reason, for some weekend. reason, they're always odd numbers. That's yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go 31. Uh, that's a number I like. So we're going to stick with that. As far as this past weekend, of course, I wanted to win the whole thing. I did not want to share because it would have been a pretty weak share. If we're going to be honest here, uh, the way that they took us to buy a woodshed. So it wouldn't have really been a share. But hey, we got there for the last weekend with a chance to win an outright big title. Yep. Well, last year. We went to the last season, uh, series hoping to make the Big Ten tournament. Just clinging so, on. Talking about a turnaround. It was huge. Uh, it was a fun weekend. Sure, did the games break the way we wanted to? No. Uh, it's rough losing, you know, late like that, two nights in a row, having the win and run at the plate. I really thought Hunter Jesse tagged that ball. But, yeah. you know, things happen. And, uh, you know, we end up it's a two seed. Uh, you know, is it disappointing when you know what we could have had? You know, with that, you know, going into the three games, but it is not disappointing season wide. No. Um, you know, last year we sat during this time, and I remember saying, "I'm so happy we got in the Big Ten tournament," but it was kind of embarrassing that it came down to us praying to get into the Big Ten tournament. So, you know, we have to switch it both ways. Yep. You know, it, it will take a two seed, and and we'll see what we can do with it. You know, I'm excited. Cass said it. Postseason baseball. I think we're both. You know, we're all three of us are pretty secure in knowing that there's two tournaments, right? There's this one, and then there's June uh, baseball, and that feels big. Yeah. And for me, what I take a look at this last series, I mean, what I, I both don't like what cost the series, but at the same time, going forward, it doesn't bother me. And that is it, it, defense, the defense. The defense cost that Friday game. That Friday Absolutely. game should have been Indiana's, and it was – uh, four or five errors, depending on how it eventually ended up getting scored. Um, but the point is there were five defensive miscues and they were very costly. But looking at where this team is going now, what Friday proved is the second week in a row that Braden Reisdorf demonstrated his ability to be a legit Big Ten starter. Um, and that is a huge step forward for this program to go from one starter to, to two real solid, legitimate. And you look at the numbers, yeah, he only went three and a third or whatever, but that was because of the errors. Those errors were all outs that he should have he should have collected that he did. He has to has to throw more pitches in more <laughs> high leverage yeah. spots. Yeah, based on Something what his coach has talked about in the press conferences. Mm-hmm is what is his player going to do when things around him are not going the way they're supposed to? And he kept his cool, right? Yes, yes he did. Was there. So. His attitude was there. Yeah. And he really, like yeah. you said, showed himself to be a, a Big Ten starter. Yeah, he just ran out of pitch. He just got, got to yeah. the point that he got to his limit in pitches. And typically right. that pitch limit should have gotten him into like the sixth inning. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you, you also don't want to push that limit too hard going into – Short, a short week, turn. yeah. Especially with a young arm, you know. Yeah, I know they're they're very concerned about pushing guys when yeah. they shouldn't. You know, I'm sure they. I know they're very. Uh, how many innings per? How many pitches per inning that they're throwing, mm-hmm. and, and not even just per game. 
And you know what? It just didn't work out. You know, I, I was real content with the pitching changes. I really was like, well, you know what? You went with your guys and it just didn't work. And that's okay sometimes. But uh, I'm real glad we got that third one because 40 wins sounds yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, I, I was a little surprised Foley came back out there. And I was at, after the couple of runs, I was just sitting there like, come on, don't put us in the 10 a.m. Tuesday spot. Do not do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Two so Ks I'll, to end I'll it, though. I'll take 2 p.m. I'll take mm-hmm. 2 p.m. Yeah. No, he was yep. – he showed his medal. And I think that's another uh, version of things aren't going exactly how I'm used to or exactly how I want, but I'm going to strike the last two guys out anyway. Yep. So, you know, I think we learned some stuff. Did I want that outright Big Ten title? Absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't want to share anyway. Yep. So, not not the way that happened. Not the way that went down. That would have felt uh, undeserved. Agreed. Um, now we also do have to recognize that we don't know exactly what the uh, condition of Ryan Kraft is at this point. Um, and even if, you know, if he, he's not available for the big 10 tournament, honestly, I'm still feeling solid about the, the, the quality of the depth of the bullpen. Um, yes, I absolutely want Ryan Kraft to be part of that. Um, but I don't think it's a make or break type situation for for what this this team is able to do, given how many guys have stepped up lately. Um, yeah. And, you know, and one of those was I know Chris is going to discuss later, I'm, I'm assuming uh, with red belts. So we'll we'll hear about that. <laughs> um, let's take but with a- with craft. If it if if it's the difference between. Having him for. <laughs> a regional or not, absolutely sit him for the Big Ten tourney. Would we love to win the tourney? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But it changes everything because he can throw seven innings, right? And and it's going to take that out of the mix. And we saw another thing Coach says a lot. What is it, six runs? Have the pitchers not give up more than six runs? Mm -hmm. And what was Friday and Saturday, right? They were close games, but they got past the six. Six. Yeah. You know what? If we have a craft that's on, one of those games is not happening. Yeah. You know, they're not going to score as many runs. If the defense was on, they're not scoring as many runs. Yeah. So there was a lot of things that went into that. And, you know, yeah, seven innings. <laughs> I, I really look at that for a weekend, the craft's going to throw now. And taking that out does uh, hurt in the mix. But we do have some guys stepping up, like you said. Um, so about that, about the, the, you know, what is the big 10 tournament? Uh, what is its impact on the, uh, the postseason, uh, the, the next postseason, as you said, the second postseason, mm-hmm. uh, and the big picture analysis is it means absolutely nothing. The big 10 tournament is something, obviously you want to be playing your best baseball in, in at the end of the season. So that's a big piece of it. Um, it is a, another trophy. It is another T-shirt. It's all those things. Uh, it, it's another championship to go for. It's something that the team really enjoys, and it's a, it's a great event. Pretty much any way it goes, the way I read it, Indiana's a two-seed come next week. So the Big Ten tournament is not going to impact it one way or another. Um, but the Big Ten tournament is still something we want to see <laughs> Indiana uh, do well in. Uh, and we want Cassidy to be able to watch lots of Indiana games uh, in person there in Omaha. So how are, how are the preparations for the trip going, Cassidy? Um, I'm not sure they've started yet. 
<laughs> which is not a great thing. I, I just literally got back from a work trip late Thursday. I have had really four days at home in between trips. So the, the laundry is done. It just needs to get packed up. So I'm less stressed for packing for this than I was for the work trip. But I'm excited. It's not too far of a drive on my end and timed out perfectly with work, which usually doesn't happen. Well, about that, though, we do want to go ahead and, I guess, discuss uh, the Big Ten seating and the Big Ten schedule so that we uh, we can let everyone be prepared. Um, the entire tournament, it's the entire tournament, correct? It's going to be on Big Ten Network. I actually did not look that up completely, that including yep. the, the championship game. Okay. Yep. So they're all going to be on. I believe so. Now you have me second guessing with the. Yeah, if you could look that up, the championship game, because it's, it's not impossible that that could end up on a national thing. But yeah. um, we, everything else for sure is going to be on Big Ten Network. I think that the champion game is going to be, too. Um, so the seating, uh, yes. there's uh, this year, there is uh, quite a bit of difference. Um, basically, there's two changes to the schedule. The first is the games start on Tuesday when they used to be scheduled to start on Wednesday. The number of games in the tournament has not changed. The only format difference is in in from 2014 to last year, there was an event called bracket flipping <laughs> that took place at the semifinal round. That is not happening anymore. So, for example, Indiana is in the bracket. Indiana is the two seed in the bracket with two seed Indiana uh, playing seven seed Illinois and uh, three seed Iowa is uh facing off against six seed michigan so every game that indiana plays in the tournament will be against one of those three teams until sunday in which there could be a single game against the other half of the bracket which includes one seed maryland four seed nebraska five seed uh rutgers and eight seed michigan state uh, so tomorrow morning, while Cass is traveling, <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> um, will be uh, Iowa will be uh, facing off um, against Michigan. Um, so the I will definitely be paying attention to that one. Um, I will try to do some scoreboard watching posts of some sort on uh, social media. Um, not quite as prevalent as I did with the Big Ten race this past weekend, but I'll have a few updates here and there. Um, and that is, I'm sorry, I didn't start on the times. What are the exact times, Chris? Uh, uh, well, it's the Eastern. They have them listed. If you, yeah, if you go to the Big Ten Network, they have them listed in Central Right Time. Yeah. But if for Local us, it's going to be, yeah. Uh, we got 3 p.m., we got what, 9 a.m., and then we're going to play at 3 our time, is basically yeah. what it is. And okay. it'd be, I, I, is it not 11 a.m.? I guess it's 11 and, and it's, 3. Yes, yeah. 11 and 3. I was going to say, yeah. if it's 10, it's not 9. <laughs> oh, did I say 9? Yeah. You did yeah. say 9. It's 11 the first game, and then our game is at 3. Yeah. And then if we win, we would have a day off, we'd play at 3 again on Thursday. Yeah. If we lose, we would play, it looks like, if I have it right, 8 o'clock the, the next day. Yeah. So those are your times for the first three games. 8 p.m. Uh, yeah. yes. 8 p.m. Not a.m. Yeah. Yep. No, no. 
So hopefully we win the first two and uh, we'll be sitting pretty at 2-0. But you never know. Yes. Yeah, the 3 p.m. are the times that are going to be us. Uh, You know, 8 p.m. if we lose game two would be at 8 p.m. We get a day off, too. If we can win the first game, we get a day off, which is great. You know, and we'll play three again on Thursday. Yep. Yeah, that 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 whole thing is huge. Um, so it, it's gonna it, it's the biggest struggle Indiana is going to have is that um, you're most likely uh, looking at uh, well, Indiana for sure is going to go up against Illinois' ace. Um, Illinois had the advantage of not playing in Big Ten play last week. So they were able to limit their at least current. He, he has not been the ace all year, but he is their current ace. Uh, Jack Winninger is uh, going to be facing off against the Hoosiers. Um, the highlight of his season was quite impressive. A uh, nine inning, one hit shutout with no walks that he threw against Ohio State on April 29th. Um, that that was a quite an impressive outing. He was one batter shy of a perfect game. That one batter happened in the third inning. That's why there wasn't a better story about it. But but still, overall, that was a pretty impressive outing. Yeah. Um, now, Indiana did face him uh, on April 15th um, in Illinois, and that did not go well for him. Uh, Indiana managed uh, six earned runs. Uh, with seven hits, 10 total batters, and only 3.1 innings. So Indiana has already had success against him, but that was uh, well over a month ago that that happened, and he's had a much better outing since then. Um, His outings since Ohio State have been um, not great, but not awful. Um, So pretty typical, I would think, of a typical Big Ten starter. Uh, Indiana will be countering... um, Indiana's taking a different tact on it. And part of that is that whole Indiana's already in the tournament. So not, you know, pushing hard to get a weekend starter in. Uh, ben Seiler will be going for the Hoosiers. Um, Biggs has had uh, a couple of great relief outings lately. He's looked really sharp um, in his last couple of outings. Um, and as coach describes him, you know, he's the adult in the room. So they're going to get the, the, the they're going to get the, uh, the tournament started. Uh, you know, with the adults in the room, with the uh, with the graduate student who is uh, the graduate student leader of the team that's going to uh, try to get, uh, get a few innings in. Um, uh, I would expect, and this is just speculation on my part, that Ethan Phillips uh, would be available at some point. Um, I don't know that for sure. So I don't know exactly what the thought process is going to be on, on following that up. Um, that will be interesting to see um, what they decide to do in that regard. Um, but that will be the uh, the the Illinois game. Uh, f- as for what they would do in the second game, um, I'm assuming that we we, we would for Indiana see Sonard uh, throwing in the second game, whether it was Wednesday or Thursday. That's my assumption. We don't know that, but but the coaching staff has hinted very heavily that the idea was to get him onto a schedule to where he could throw. Uh, one of the the first two games, and since he's not throwing, obviously the first game it would be the second game most likely. Um, as for what the other teams decide to do, uh, most interestingly, Iowa threw Brody Brecht on Saturday, so Brody Brecht would be only on 
three days rest if Indiana were to face Iowa on Wednesday. He would be on four days rest if that matchup were to happen on Thursday, if it was a winner's match bracket game. Um, I have not looked at what on, on how Michigan is deploying O'Halloran, who is, I expect, going to be named Big Ten Pitcher of the Year. Um, I don't know if they're going to try to throw him right away to get that uh, that that early wind. That will be interesting to see uh, what uh, Michigan decides to do tomorrow morning, because obviously that that's pretty early. So uh, we will have a little bit more information on that. Uh, so it, it just it 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 adds to the intrigue of the strategy because of not everybody starting late in the week. You're not necessarily seeing every team go with aces, but the advantage for Indiana is if Indiana can pull this off and and steal a win against Illinois Indiana should then have its pitching set up for a really nice run through the tournament Um, but it's that it's getting that elusive first win that is something that I don't think they've gotten a first win in a Big Ten tournament since 2014 if I remember right so been a while and Illinois has definitely uh, been a side (laughs) a pain in our side in the Big Ten tournament. They've gotten well, us a couple of times. Except for last year. Yeah, I was going to say, not yeah. last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Bradley, Br- Bradley, Br- Bradley Brimmer took care of that last year. Yes. <laughs> he said no. But you know what they say, you always remember the losses more than the wins, and I'm definitely remembering some of those losses. Uh, yeah. No, I'm excited, though. Um, like you said to at the beginning, is it uh, make or break this year? No, it was last year. We had to win the tournament to play any more baseball games. I don't think we do. I don't think Iowa does. And we know Maryland doesn't. Uh, we're all in. And then I think the other five teams have to win this tournament to yep. play any more baseball. So they're going to deploy pitching different. They're going to take more risks. They're yep. not going to, you know, be as cautious. And sometimes those are the guys you got to worry about. You know yeah. yeah. They don't have Nobody had us knocking off the one seed last year. I know that. Yeah. Well, and historically, and it's interesting because most of the, you, you don't hear a ton about it. In fact, honestly, it's the first time, uh, on the nerd, the D1 Nerdcast was uh, the one they released today. It was the first time I heard them even mention them the idea of a Big Ten stolen bid. The Big Ten bin, bid is stolen almost every time. It's right. always stolen. Yeah, it got stolen in 2017 when when it was here in Bloomington. Iowa stole it. Uh, yeah. In fact, it was it was it was known to be stolen. It was Iowa playing Northwestern in the championship game. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. of the the at large teams were yeah. Uh, it was. Um, Ohio State has stolen one in recent years. I know that. They stole it the year, and that was the year Michigan went to the championship. So Michigan got an at-large bid. Ohio State stole the bid. Uh, You know, last year, Michigan stole it. Michigan yeah. was not yeah. was not was not getting in the tournament. Uh, now we think they stole it from Rutgers. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that was the thing. We, Rutgers should have gone in. Oh, um, but uh, but the thing that the D one uh, nerdcast group said very emphatically was that those three Big Ten teams, Indiana, the, you mentioned Indiana, Iowa, and Maryland, are in. And if the yeah. bid, if there is a stolen bid out of the Big Ten, that will make it a four. That will make the Big Ten a four bid league. So, yeah, and it's happened. I mean, it's, I think when there was one year, I forgot which year it was. I think it was 18, probably that there was, and again, it was a stolen bid. And that's what got Indy. That's what got uh, the big 10 up to five bids. Right. Um, that's the, the highest bid count. And again, it came from a stolen bid. So, and, and they didn't, and the, the big, and the, again, they didn't pull 
didn't pull an at-large from it, um, unlike last year. But I think there were multiple factors last year. Really not the least of it was that really objectively Rutgers' uh, resume was was lacking in many yeah. ways. So, Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't realized how much until you spelled it all out. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize until I went to to <laughs> to type it all out and actually look it up. I was like, oh, I didn't realize that they lost a series to I don't even remember who that was yet. I I they're so unmemorable that I don't remember it. <laughs> the national media was was very upset about that also. Well, yeah, and the, it more came from the perspective of that Rutgers was not a traditional power five. They've not been in the big 10 very long. Mm -hmm. And it was such a good story that the, that they came out and did so well over the year and to not get rewarded for that. Um, you know, that's one thing I, I would have not had any problem. If Indiana had had the same resume, I would have not been upset about it. Um, but it was the fact that you had a team that was, that was really, developing a, a program that and it was a chance to highlight a team program that was being developed and not do it that I that I thought should have been given a consideration but that's that that that's my soapbox on that uh, <laughs> and Carl I have confirmed that it has not been uh outside of 2014 uh to win the first game of the Big Ten tournament so that's that's the big challenge that Indiana has ahead. And let's be honest, they didn't they're only we, Indiana was what 2 and 6 in opening game of the series this year. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing. That was that that six of those losses happened in the first game. Yeah. Uh so that that that's a huge piece there. Yep. Um we did have it has been 2 weeks since we have all gotten together. So uh Chris now has 2 weeks worth of red belts to divvy out yes the last two weeks because these are regular season awards carl we don't give out the red belts as a cumulative award including the postseason honestly because you're not guaranteed those games right you're not even guaranteed big 10 tournament games as we learned last year because we almost didn't have them so <laughs> uh for the purdue weekend uh and evansville which i threw in there too for the alex dickerson award and the national media definitely agreed with this one uh josh pine gets it you know, he won the big player of the week. He won a national player of the week. Uh, he outscored Purdue for the weekend. If you consider runs affected, he had 10 hits and 14 RBIs. And uh, Purdue didn't have 24 runs. So Josh <laughs> Pine beat Purdue for the weekend, was a national player of the week. So he's picking that one up. Bobby Whalen with some outstanding catches, one where he dove into that center field wall. I was out in the on the berm watching, and, and it was just really special catches from Bobby for the weekend. So he's picking up the Tony Butler. And uh, for pitching, I'm going Luke Hayden. He really did surprise me with the four innings, one earned run, five Ks. Um, I think he can be a good piece for us. I know it seemed like he was gone for a while, but uh, as good as he was throwing, he's going to end up with the Joey Donato Award. And then when you come into this last weekend against Michigan State, uh, another arm that seemed to have been off the, the list for a while, Ty Bothwell. So he went four innings as well, just two runs. Not as many strikeouts, but you know what? The way he has changed his uh, mechanics and he's pitching a little different, and I think that's part of the plan. He's pitching to contact more from what I've noticed. I think Ty has a little different plan now, and it's working, right? So Ty Bothwell picks up 
the uh, Joey Donato Award. For the Tony Butler, I mean, the catch Tyler Cerny made, full-out sprint. I mean, over the shoulder, it was crazy. The man, the young man was almost to the warning track. Amazing stuff. So he picks up the Tony Butler. You know, if there was ever a weekend, I know Carl mentioned it, uh, you know, to not give one out and possibly give it to some excellent plays that helped us out in another game we wanted to win. Uh, we could have considered doing that, but I can't do that. So we're going to give it to Tyler Cerny. And then uh, this one's pretty obvious. I feel like Alex Dickerson awards going to Devin Taylor with the two home runs. We got moved down in the order, right? He'd been slumping a little bit. I think that was really honestly the first time he went a couple of games, like without even a hit, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it did seem that way to me. I feel like, you know, it's like every day, Devin, he's going to get a hit. He's going to get an extra base hit. You know, he's going to hit a scolding line drive somewhere. And then for, for a little while, it didn't happen. But uh, two home runs and, you know, another hit. So we had three hits and two bombs. And that to pick up his, uh, which would be the final Alex Dickerson Award of the Week. So, again, we have Josh Pine, Bobby Whalen, and Luke Hayden for the first end of the week. And then Ty Bothwell, Tyler Cerny, and Devin Taylor to, uh, to wrap up the regular season awards. Now, Cass is our big picks champion. So she gets to announce the season <laughs> awards for the Red Belts, which she's going to do next. Uh, all yours, Cass. Yes. Let me get this going. I've been keeping track of these as we've been going. It, it took a few years for me to think to keep track of these as we're going instead of trying to go back and count them all up at the end. Uh <laughs> So for the Joey Donato pitching red belt, we've got Luke Sennard taking it with four, uh, followed by Kraft in second place with three. And then for the Alex Dickerson offensive red belt, we've got Devin Taylor, uh, followed by the trio of Tibbetts, Glasser, and Matheson. Uh, they each had two, whereas uh, Devin had four as well and then the tony butler defensive red belts we're looking at tyler cerny with four followed by pine with three awesome can you scroll back up to pitching yeah because there's one thing i want to point out there are nine pitchers listed here yes <laughs> he has a lot of tools yes. in the toolbox carl yeah there again this team went into the Big Ten tournament with six trusted arms last year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That might be a little, uh, you might be stretching it with that. Yeah. Six, right? <laughs> yes. And, and I love how spread out it really was all the time. Cause yeah, Sonard stood <laughs> out on the pitching end, Taylor stood out on the, the offensive side. And, and just, started, to, just to interrupt real quick with the offense, yeah. Taylor did stand out, but Tibbetts was amazing. Yes. But I think it was that Taylor had the bigger, like, game-tying home run, go-ahead home run. Right. You know, two home runs in the game we had to win. Yes. But there was a lot of times where it was between Brock and Taylor, I have to say yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and Brock has been doing it every week, all yeah. year. Yeah, Correct. he hasn't had like that one crazy weekend where he gets a whole bunch. I think he may have had one of those, uh, which is probably why one of the one or two of the ones that he had there. But but the point is, he hasn't had a 
you know, where did Brock go weekend? We, we right. just, we don't, Never. we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah. But even here we've got what, three, six, seven for offensive. <laughs> and we've got another seven on the defensive end. Yeah. It's just such a balanced team across the board. And it, it takes something like that Maryland series to see the wheels fall off a little bit. Like it takes a quality opponent. I mean, heck, Texas won the Big 12, right? And we, yes. we took one out of the three there early season. Mm-hmm. Took one out of three at Auburn early season. It's this kind of balance is huge. If what one person is slumping, it's not the end of the world. And it's very rare for more than one. Well, Indiana has a win against the Big 12 champion, the Missouri Valley champion, and the MAC champion. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Maybe one more. Yeah, I mean, June, there's, there's some possibilities in June. Absolutely. I really hope. I mean, this is obviously me being a little, uh, you know, hopeful just to, yeah, I, I just want to be able to go. So put us somewhere close. If anyone from the committee is listening, don't say, I just saw one to Arkansas. I was like, no, I think I've seen one to Alabama. I mean, maybe that's doable, but not really. Let's, uh, let's get something drivable easily. Well, I will say you're going to see so many fields of 64 come out. um, And a lot of these are going to get posted. I'm going to caution everybody, ignore the location placement the the effort that's being taken by these guys right now they're not making a lot of effort into setting all of these because there's so many variables that go into the location piece that until (laughs) things get locked down where you're really close and locked down you just can't know um so you need more of the automatic bids to be to be scooped up um and you need to have a better picture uh, of what the hosting, the final hosting picture is going to look like, which got completely blown up this past weekend, uh, mostly by Texas sweeping West Virginia. It completely blew up the hosting picture. <laughs> um, and the Big 12 tournament is now a race for a host site. So that's going to be, if you're interested in a, in a power conference having a really meaningful conference tournament, it's the Big 12 because... Yeah, because you have three teams that all could or could not host that were that tied for the championship there, um, duking it out to try to figure out who's gonna who's gonna be on top. Um, so uh, from a hosting perspective, really, there's two teams we are really closely looking at in conference tournaments, um, and that is the Kentucky Wildcats, who will be hosting. I'm very confident they will be hosting, but uh, I think it's it's just one of those things. It would be nice, be a little bit more comforting if if Kentucky can at least get that play in win uh, in uh, at Ho- in Hoover, Alabama uh, tomorrow. They will be playing there tomorrow. Um, the other tournament, um, which actually, if you're in this area, you might be able to go to, <laughs> as <laughs> the uh, Missouri Valley tournament is at Bob Warren Field in Terre Haute, Indiana oh, nice. this week. 
Um, so if you do want to see some interesting college baseball, the Missouri Valley is actually a very interesting one. Now you can also watch it on ESPN plus if you have that available to you. Um, but either way, uh, the Missouri Valley conference will be a very in- tournament will be interesting. And Indiana state is hosting that tournament. Um, Indiana state has to win that tournament for them to, to be considered for a host. Um, there is a split among the pundits. Some of them say that Indiana state is absolutely in the picture. Uh, others say they're absolutely not in the picture. Um, I think everyone agrees though, that they're going to have to win the MBC, the uh, Missouri Valley conference tournament in order for that to 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 at all come into reality it's possible they absolutely tear through the tournament and they still don't host so uh so again i'm not making any promises because their biggest issue is their record against the top 50 is still like two and nine right now they have um two wins against top programs one of them is against indiana (laughs) Uh, indiana Mm -hmm. split with indiana state uh the other one was a pretty impressive though midweek uh down in nashville when they beat vanderbilt um so those are their the two the two big wins that they're hanging their hats on um but that is not common to have only two top 50 wins and host a regional that is really not common um but their rpi is top 10 right now so we'll see we'll see we just don't know that this is not there's no real precedent for a top 10 RPI team to not have a uh, top uh, uh, more than they have only two top wins. So that's uh that is a, uh, something new. I'm just, I'm just being greedy, Carl. I want to be able to go to the ball. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, yep. I've had some fun times and, you know, we've been to Louisville, we've been to Kentucky, you know, we've seen games at the BART. It's nothing like that tournament, man. Even watching the other games, like even when it's not your team, you go to the other games and it's mm-hmm. just yep. the opportunity that these kids have. I mean, that's why they're playing D1 ball. That's why they're, especially this time mm-hmm. of year, right? There's no school. They haven't been yeah. in class for weeks. All they're yeah. doing is living and breathing and, and talking baseball. And then for the few teams that get to go to this NCAA tournament, it's really a special opportunity. And yeah, I'm greedy. I want to be able to go to it again. <laughs> Yep. So uh, I am going to delve more into the regional assignment picture. Um, I will delve more in that over the course of the week, really more towards the end of the week. Um, And uh, I think I am going to do what I did quite a while ago, because it's been a while since we've been (laughs) Indiana's been in this picture. (laughs) Um, But a uh, uh, we I I will I will do some sort of live. it I'm probably going to be on YouTube. I'm going to try because I think we can do that now again through Zoom. I got to I got to oh, figure nice. out exactly how to do it. But I think I'm going to do a YouTube live uh, event um, to where I'll take questions uh, and I'll do a lot of my bracketology work before that and then answer questions. Uh, I'm pretty sure the NCAA is going to follow the pattern they did last time and announce the hosts the night before. So we will know the the the, the host sites Sunday night. Um, we will not know. The field itself will be re- revealed at uh, 12 noon on Monday, um, uh, Memorial Day. So that will be the, uh, the 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 day of the actual reveal. But we should ha- know the hosts. Um, and as right now, there's a big question. There are like six teams vying for the last three hosting slots. <laughs> so there's uh, a lot of things that are up in the air as to what the hosting picture is going to look like. And the thing is, all of these projections about indiana going to all the places that chris mentioned 
are all based on projecting who those last host sites are. And, and just one of those host sites change in the picture can change completely. So until we really know who those host sites are, it, 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 a lot of that doesn't make sense. Looking at past patterns, I really think if Indiana State and or Kentucky host, I think Indiana is going to be close. Um, I don't see another two seed that would draw fans to buy tickets yeah. like Indiana's fan site fans can to Kentucky um, because you can't send any of the SEC teams to Kentucky. So that means that pretty much, you know, anybody, well, I guess at this point though, West Virginia is now two seed. So that may, that could be the thing that, that, that blows that up is that West Virginia can go to Kentucky. I just, just dawned on me now. Cause I was up until this past weekend, West Virginia was locked in as a host and then, uh-huh. then they get swept at home. So so I guess we kind of, from that perspective, want we, West Virginia. Virginia. We want West Virginia to win the Big 12 tournaments. So. <laughs> Go Mountaineers. <laughs> uh, all right. And then hey, I do. We know somebody from the mountains of West Virginia. Not hard to root for them. <laughs> yep. So uh, I do also, though, want to, uh, given the details of the last week of the, the Big 10 Pick'em, uh, in which uh, Cassidy Palmer won not only the full season, Cassidy also won the week at four and one, having accurately picked series wins from Iowa, Maryland, Ohio State, and Nebraska. Um, did not pick the upset in uh, in the Minnesota defeating Maryland. Uh, sorry, Minnesota defeating Rutgers series. So, uh, which unfortunately uh, that pretty much burst Rutgers bubble. Rutgers is now in a Rutgers has to win the Big Ten tournament. They they know that now in order to uh, to get into the postseason. Um, but Cassidy finishes at thirty and thirteen. That is an impressive <laughs> wow. picking record. Uh, uh, I finished in second. Uh, I actually managed to to come up because uh, I I didn't decide to go for it the last week. I just tried to pick straight this last weekend. So I did finish at three and two this last weekend because again I picked Purdue. I, I I fell into the trap again, and and <laughs> and the Boilermakers burned me, but it's okay because the Hoosiers burned the Boilermakers. So yes, <laughs> badly. Um. So uh, my finals my finals was twenty seven and sixteen. Josh went all in. So I don't. So Josh did not. Josh was tied with me going into the last week, and he was making a play at first place. Uh, he was definitely taking the dot, the top gun method of there are no points for second place. And he went all in and he ended up having a one in four week because of that, having only picked Maryland uh, as, as his, but oddly enough, that series was so crazy close that Friday game could have easily gone the other direction. Um, and if that had happened, Chris would have uh, actually turned out a lot better, but Chris still, still, still managed to have a winning week at three and two. Uh, he only nice. finished a game behind uh Josh in fourth, uh, he, he finished still a respectable 24 and 19 on the season. I'll take it. Um, so yes, that was a, uh, a lot of interesting, uh, a lot of interesting movement. Josh had the early lead. Cass was just steady Eddie until making that big, (laughs) that, you know, we we all kind of threw our hands up when Josh picked Northwestern to beat Illinois and it happened. So that was just sort of like, 
that 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 was just like oh well there's no chance but uh but Cass Cass pulled it out so congratulations Cass uh, it it was fun and it was kind of bizarre at times I I think the Big Ten had like there there were definitely the top teams and bottom teams but the middle was just kind of all a big mess which made it fun <laughs> Well, there's going to be a ton of coverage. Uh, I know the, the that at least one, if not multiple, members of the student media will be heading out to Omaha. Obviously, from our group, Cassidy is heading out to Omaha. So we're going to have plenty of coverage uh, uh, of the team. Uh, and I'm probably going to be, with the exception of Nebraska, the, uh, the biggest media contingent uh, yeah. will be coming from Indiana. I was going to ask that uh, where the students going. That's great. Yeah, um, I know that. Uh, well, I, Iowa has I, Iowa has a pretty large contingent yeah, say, as well. Iowa should have a good showing. Um, I guess I just uh, Indiana didn't pl- played completely opposite times from Iowa, so I didn't didn't interact with them like mm-hmm. I did um, the others. But uh, yeah, like the, the teams Indiana played had nothing. Illinois brought nothing last year. Uh, Maryland had the uh, their radio guys uh, there, so they do have that that specific radio coverage. But they didn't have any print any print or internet media there last year. Of course, the, obviously that's a <laughs> that's more of a haul coming from uh, College from Park, Maryland, Maryland to uh, yeah. to, to Omaha. <laughs> um, but uh, Nebraska's in the tournament, so that is good news for the tournament, and yes. uh, hopefully, will be a lot more in the way of ticket sales and fans present. Uh, with uh, with both Nebraska and Iowa, the two closest teams uh, in top four seeds. So uh, Iowa is the third seed and uh, Nebraska is the fourth seed. So um, and we also know that, uh, well, there's there's Indiana alumni all over the place. So and the tournament gets some national attention. Um, obviously, there's a lot of college baseball fans just in Omaha in general. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember uh, some of the uh, the national sites. Uh, did a lot of tweeting about the, the Big Ten tournament because a lot of them, it, it's like a dude. The national, some of the national sites are a dude in who lives in in Omaha. <laughs> and what's he going to do during this cl- this particular tournament season? He goes to the Big Ten tournament because that's the one that's played locally. So <laughs> nice. So uh, looking forward. This that's kind of the, the one thing that's nice about not having postseason implications is uh, is 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 taking in the the larger picture of it and just enjoying some, some really, some really nice college baseball. I'm going to be watching obviously on uh, big 10 network, but I'm also going to have in the background while I'm doing other things. Uh, Cause I am taking the week off anyway. Uh, I'm going to have, nice. yeah, I'm going to have, you know, uh, I'm going to be checking in on all the other conferences, especially I love checking in on some of the, some of the, uh, the, the, the clear one bid league conferences. Mm-hmm. Those are just entertaining to watch because oh, yeah. those, those teams are all fighting for their lives for that one shot yes. to get that, to yep. get that seed and go play, go get a trip to a, to a big facility and play against uh, the big boys. So uh, it's a fun week. There's going to be a lot to, lot to, 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 to take in, in, in the week, in all of the tournaments. So, uh, we'll be, we'll be entertaining. Uh, what are the points did we have to make this week? I think I've covered everything on my list. Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. I think we touched on everything, you know, the, it's not the urgency of last year and, and we can just enjoy it. Cass, have a great time on the trip. I'm glad you're out there. Just like I was glad Carl was, I was jealous last year and I am now, but <laughs> it's going to be a fun one. I think. 
I hope you get good weather. I know that yes, through a little it, monkey wrench in Carl's plans, but I, I pray for good weather for you. Yes, it's it's yes. looking good so far, if a little warm a few days. Yeah. I think yeah, we've got a high of press 88. Box. It's air conditioned. Yeah. And I, th- I think you will manage to avoid a uh, a midnight first pitch. So, yes. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm very telling you, grateful that was wild. for. <laughs> oh. well, have fun, Cats. We'll yes. be paying attention. You know, we will, of course, and a lot of other people. You know, we've, yep. we've gotten a lot more attention this year. Yes. Uh, obviously, we're, we're playing better. But uh, even yes. that last one that Carl put out about the are we going to be Rutgers, whether it got people concerned or relieved, there's a lot of eyeballs on it. I know that. Yes. All right. Well, uh, that will do it for this edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. Again, uh, you will very likely hear uh, another uh, episode from from me regarding the uh, – um, tournament selection so uh, i'll post stuff about that um we will try to get post game audio uh to you um cassidy and i have to work out the logistics on that yep, um good. we're gonna try to work out the logistics on that so i can't guarantee that's gonna happen because it all kind of depends on where they sit at cassidy in that um because they yeah because it's not not quite as flexible as we're used to getting in our post game situations. If, if I remember right from last year, they do uh, <laughs> typically have the unless there's a game that has to start up immediately, they have the post game press conferences on BTN after the game. Right. Yes. Yeah. And they, so, they yeah. and they definitely were they continue to kind of play while they're waiting for other games. They'll play right. clips and stuff from it. Right. So, yeah. So if we're so, not able to get that, there is always it, it will air somewhere. Yeah. And you'll hear Cassidy asking questions. So, oh, yay. Yes. <laughs> you know, she's going to be grilling Tracy Smith. Oh. So I'm just I'm just waiting for that. So <laughs> give him hell, Cass. Give him hell. Oh. <laughs> On that note, for Cassidy Palmer, Chris Feeney. Of course, Josh Bennett, who is always doing a lot for us behind the scenes. Uh, I'm Carl James. Uh, And while it won't be this season, uh, it will be at some point. We will see you at the park.